This is episode 392, dealing with challenges in a relationship with Andrew. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. everybody. Welcome back to the show. And I have another encore podcast for you because as you learned last week, I was sick. And then guess who got sick? Sicker than me. My baby. Really bad stomach flu. Really bad. The poor thing. I was sick for about a week, right around her first birthday. So we have just been in it and my focus and energy has gone to her. So picked another great one from the past. It's been a while since you've heard this, if you listen to every single episode, um, but a lot of you haven't heard this one. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. Before we dive in, I just want to remind you that I have a group coaching night coming up. We're going to be talking about money and prosperity. You can join me for only $20. It's Tuesday, March 21st at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's recorded if you can't make it live. So no big deal if you can't make it live. Like I said, I'm going to be talking about prosperity, wealth consciousness. I'm going to be guiding you through meditation, and I'm going to be taking live coaching questions. If you haven't ever attended a group coaching call with me, they're really, really epic. It's a great community, whether you can join us live or access the recording. It's christinehassler.com slash group. Again, christinehassler.com slash group. So I want to thank my sponsor for this week. So Cured Nutrition, you may have heard them. They make all kinds of really amazing products to help with health, to help with sleep, to help with your mind, to help you with your emotions. I'm really into their CBM nighttime oil. I'm really trying to get my sleep back on track because it has been whacked. (laughs) And Cured CBM nighttime oil is the most potent sleep product on the market. It contains 30 milligrams of CBD and five milligrams of the minor cannabinoid CBN. And it's known to have super strong sleep support properties. So, you know, when it comes to health and wellness, we can all rant and rave over the latest fads, but the truth is something as simple as a good night's sleep. Oh my gosh. It makes such a difference. If you've ever been sleep deprived, you know, when you don't sleep well, nothing goes well. So I encourage you to check out their CBN oil or any of their other products. I also really love the product Rise and their product Zen. Go check it out. Go to curednutrition.com slash over it and use coupon code over it at checkout to give you 20% off your entire order. C-U-R-E-D nutrition.com slash over it. Coupon code over it at checkout to save 20%. All right. And now on to my coaching call with Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, I've been married for four years and I've been together with my wife for seven and we have two beautiful children together and there's just been a lot of trials and tribulations over the past few years and things just seem to be getting worse and worse to the point where I didn't know if I were to stay or go with the kids and what would be better. And, And then yesterday, Um, God smacked me in the face, so to speak, and we found out that my wife has a rare form of thyroid cancer that um, is going to be something to really take care of, and it kind of lets me know that I can't leave and I have to stay, but now my question is spirituality, and how do I, with all the bad negative things that have been happening with us over the past few years and the fact that I really love her with all my heart and want to 
have the best for her and 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 our children how do i cope with this and mm-hmm. it just seems to hit me like a ton of bricks since yesterday especially mm-hmm. yeah well you're still in the shock of it so i just really want to honor that i imagine there's a lot of different thoughts and feelings coming up around this everything from fear to confusion to anger to sadness so i just really want to yeah. just presence that Um, And just kind of go back for a moment before you got this diagnosis, you said things were, were pretty bad. What was, what was bad? Just, you know, arguing back and forth and, you know, obviously as it may be with a lot of other married couples, it's financial. Um, It's also just habits that we've both had that have been coming to a head and, neither of us could take each other's stuff anymore. Um, so I've kind of come to that. And now I understand that a lot of her emotional and hormonal issues have come from the thyroid. I mean, I knew it was an issue beforehand, but now it's, it's become much more serious and I have much more of an understanding towards it. So that's why I've been kind of aiming at more of the spiritual side, even before this, even kind of listening to the from that you've had before about spirituality and things like that. And that is a missing link. And all of a sudden within the past two to three months, I've been feeling it kind of call me and I've never had this feeling before. And then when this happened yesterday, it's like, okay, I need to really become spiritual and I need to be the best husband that I could be regardless of what's happening with us. Which is amazing. I love that you're having this insight and I really hear your intention. And I just, before I answer that, I just need a little more information. So how open is your wife to, because there's, there's different ways to react to a diagnosis. Some people really go into victim and expect the people around them to adjust and cater to them. And some people really take responsibility and and ask for help and support, but also don't go into victim and really go into what am I learning and how can I heal and how can I take responsibility for this and how can I make this as graceful as possible on me and the people that I love. So which of those is your wife more in? Without a doubt, the first one. Um, I really, and that's another thing with my kind of finding my I realized that she really hasn't been asking those questions and has really been kind of stewing in a negative cycle for quite a while. And like we know, I, I know that it might be the thyroid and, and it, it's just a lot of her past too because she has dealt with a lot of uh, families transitioning to the other side just really quickly. Her, our daughter was born three months before her mother passed. Oh, wow. From yeah. cancer. So it cancers is it's a big thing around here. So, I mean, that's one of the things that she, I don't really think she's kind of come to grips with either. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely her expecting everybody to kind of be on the same page and know what she has going on, which has kind of led her to be negative when she doesn't get it. Right. So, you know, this is, this is a tough situation, Andrew, because I really hear how much you love her. I really hear your perspective on this and I don't hear you going into blame. I hear you giving me information, but I don't hear a lot of blame and that's really admirable and I really want to acknowledge you for that. It just already shows your spiritual maturity. 
And from my point of view, spirituality isn't accepting and and tolerating people treating us however they want to treat us. It's not just about taking the high road and getting less than we deserve in relationship. And so there's a fine line between spirituality in terms of love and truth and spiritual bypass, meaning we're saying we take the high road, but all the while we're not tending to our own needs. Is this making sense so far? Yes. Okay. So with your wife, who's, you know, doing the best she can with what she has, it sounds to me like some kind of therapy, counseling, some kind of support system is going to be absolutely necessary for her to deal not only with the thyroid cancer diagnosis, which is huge, but also with all the other stuff that's coming up. And it sounds to me like you're putting the expectation on yourself to be husband, father, therapist, best friend, all these things to your wife, spiritual counselor. And that's a lot to put on yourself, Andrew. Yeah. So my question for you is, would she be open to seeing a counselor, to working with a therapist, to maybe going to couples counseling with you, talking about how you can deal with some of these things so that you don't end up carrying the weight of all of these things on top of you? Yeah, well, I mean, we've we've done it before. Around May, a big event happened that would kind of pretty much open up a whole other can of, of worms as far as insight to where this relationship has happened. I, you know, as any jealous husband would do, you look at the, your spouse's phone, and I ended up seeing that she was talking to somebody for quite a while, and it wasn't. It, it was more of an emotional affair that I found her with. So that kind of led us to go down the counseling hole and, and talking about our issues then. And it, it did work, um, but I I was more happy with her doing her own um, because I knew that she needed help, but she kind of just stopped and things weren't mentioned again as far as counseling. And then coincidentally, that's around the time where things started heading south again. So you're definitely right. I mean, that's, that's definitely one thing that has helped us out. I mean, we've had a the, the therapist that we were seeing. She was very nice and helped us out a lot. And that definitely would be something that I hope now she would be ready to do again. Because for a while, it just seemed like she just called it quits over the past couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like there's so much that she's been through and without the tools, she's kind of going into shutdown and victim, which is, which is what happens sometimes. And what I want to say to you, Andrew, is you can't save her and it's not your responsibility. What you can do, and this comes back to your question about spirituality, is really, you know, nurturing your relationship with a higher power, whatever that is, and we're going to come back to that, but really, in a lot of ways, giving her to God. I'm using the word God, insert whatever word works for you, mm-hmm. and really praying and meditating and asking, you know, what is for the highest good? What is for the highest good of, of everyone here? Because if you go into hero mode, which a lot of men do, it seems admirable, but sometimes it isn't the best thing to do for you or for her, right? Because it would be amazing for her. You know, I 
I don't know too many people who've healed themselves from cancer when they're in victim mentality. You know, right. it'd be it'd be exactly. better it'd be better for her in the long run to to deal with some of this stuff and to look at her wounds and to work with a counselor rather than kind of going into victim and expecting everyone to kind of cater to her. So I'm not saying leave. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying right now to be mindful of being present for her, loving her, reassuring her to the best of your ability, but also not tolerating, you know, just because someone has cancer doesn't give them a hall pass to treat you like crap. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree. What do you think she's most scared of? Well, I mean, right now, as of yesterday, she's been more scared of the surgery. Um, But before that, I think she was more afraid of fear of the unknown. You know, we kind of, through all this argument and this trial and tribulations, we set ourselves a date for January 1st. And if things don't go well and if things, if we don't come to a peaceful and we don't get back together, that's when we would both separate. And like I said, since yesterday, I think, that idea has kind of been halted and we kind of all need just to stick together. But yeah, fear of the unknown, I think would be her yeah. fear. I mean, it's really mine too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I really get that. And when's the last time that you've just walked up to her um, and, you know, said, come here, baby, and just given her like a huge long hug without saying anything? Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, um, as, as soon like I, as soon as she told me because I was at work, okay. And as soon as she called me, uh, I it was just nearing five o'clock. I would get off in a half hour. I just booked it home and I just waited for her to come back from her appointment and picking up our kids from a babysitter. And I just that's exactly what I did. I just gave her a huge hug and and I think that was a great moment. And yeah. I think that was a moment that you know really for the rest of the night kind of set the tone and. Even today, I mean, obviously, you don't want to have arguments when you hear something like that happening. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everything has been fine after, you know, that long, long moment. But before then, I mean, even yesterday, there was bickering going on all the way up until she was in the she was in the doctor getting her when they were telling her what, what was going on. Yeah. And a lot of times it does take a big, as I call them, expectation hangover like this to get a perspective check. So it sounds like this isn't the time to make any kind of decisions. It sounds like this is the time to, to also be mindful of, of patterns you may be setting up, you know, not going into just taking it because she's sick, right? You don't want to go into that kind of savior martyr mode and also to deepen into your own faith and your own connection with a higher power. So I said we'd come back to this. What is your spiritual practice, spiritual relationship like right now? Well, um, within the past two months, you know, things got really, really bad. And one day I just went over to the bathroom and, and, and took a shower and I just kneeled down and I just burst it out and broke down and, you know, talked to God, who I use the word God, but, you know, just like you said, you could insert whatever. And, um, 
I just asked to have my to, to have some assistance and to really give myself up to God. And you know, since then, I've I've heard. I remember you were talking about in a previous podcast that once that happens, you start to get hints. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I found out about you, and I was talking about I was talking to my friend about this, and. He says, oh, I have a I have a conference call with a life coach every Tuesdays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. Hop on in with me. So I've been getting those hints and it's been leading me to believe that I am on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been increasing ever since I've given myself up. You know, I've, you know, last night after I found out too, I once again kneeled down and asked them to bring angels or, you know, help over just to help Mm. me out through the situation. Um, So that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Mm. Mm. Well, it sounds like you're definitely being guided and definitely being led. And I would, you know, consider adding to your prayer um, and your conversations with God, you know, what is for the highest good? Help me stay in love. Help me stay in truth. Help me stay in self-honoring choices. And really, and really, you know, sometimes in my spiritual practice, if there's someone that I'm worried about or thinking a lot about, I'll imagine them kind of like in a, in a bubble, like in a golden light bubble. And I'll imagine like cutting cords between me and that person. So I don't take on the responsibility and like seeing them kind of drift back into, um, into God or into spirit. And so it helps me in my meditations, remind myself that it's my job to love, to be in truth to honor the people that I love and care about, but that I'm not their God and it's not my job to save them. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's something that's pretty hard for me, especially when I find out something about this because yeah. my profession is with health and yeah. something like cancer and things like that have been a, a really big interest in me. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of once again, bringing everything full circle. Well, and the th- the thing is you can support and give her tips and all of that, but she has to be a willing participant. That's the thing. Yes. Yes. And you know, that has been the biggest issue that I've seen over the past few months is that I really don't, I haven't seen that she has been a willing participant. I mean, I got her, pulled some teeth and ended up getting her to see a Tony Robbins video mm. and you know that kind of helped her out for a day or two and then she went right back down to you know what we've been going through I shouldn't just say her it's been both of us yeah yeah well maybe an idea would be to let this settle for a couple of days and then maybe write her a letter that you'd actually give to her Um, Or maybe it was you'd write it and then you read it to her out loud. Sometimes when we write things, it's just, it helps us organize our thoughts and really say what we need to say. And maybe in that letter, it's a couple things, really sharing how you feel about her, how much you love her, how you feel about her being the mother of your children, um, what you see in her in terms of her strengths and her beauty and just what makes her an amazing woman. Also just how you really see and acknowledge what she's been through. And then also maybe just talking a little bit about how you've really been thinking about this diagnosis and sometimes um, 
miracles come in strange packages. And this really has been a wake up call. You know, you two haven't been happy and sometimes things kind of need to get really bad to get better and that you're committed and you're open to a miracle and to working on the marriage and, um, to not just focusing on the cancer, but to, to really working on the relationship because if that shifts and that's going to help her health, but really putting in the right. request that you can't do it on your own, that you need a willing participant and that she doesn't have to answer you in the moment, but is she willing to a go to therapy, B da da da, C to give her a couple choices and, and just see, you know, what she's, what she's willing to do. And this doesn't have to be now because obviously you're still dealing with the shock and the feelings of it. Um, but it has to be soon. So I would suggest a hug every day, you know, just really, you know, being in your, your strong masculine presence and just hugging her every day without trying to fix everything. And then this week, take the time to write this and then maybe in a week or so sit down and, and have a heart to heart with her using the letter. Okay. That sounds good. And yeah, it would, it definitely would be good to just have that heart to heart with her and maybe even reading that letter to her. Cause I mean, I've used, we, I've used that the letter method in the past. Um, but you know, once again, you know, unwilling participants, either me mm-hmm. or her at, at time to time, and it wasn't well received. And I think this time would definitely be well received. Yeah. Yeah. And in situations like this, where there's, you know, a background of arguing and, you know, your, your issues bumping up against her issues. And sometimes a third party is necessary and it just really helps. You know, it's hard for couples to navigate all this on their own. So I really, really highly recommend that. And, and once again, like I acknowledge your intuition of going, you know, this is a time for me to deepen in my spiritual practice. I just am being mindful of you not going into that savior mode and doing a, well, the high road and the spiritual thing is just to take it all and tolerate being treated like crap because she's sick. That's, that's right. not spiritual. That's being a doormat and codependent. Yeah. Yeah. You get that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And what, what do you want? Like if this all were to heal in the most ideal way for you, what would that look like? A happy family. I mean, I have, you know, we have a four-year-old daughter and a one-and-a-half-year-old son, and, you know, we're both just at the end of our 20s going into our 30s in 2017, and I feel like there's a lot to live for. Um, I, I have come to kind of grips of how life would look like alone and I know that that would be a lesson that would help me out in the future but I feel that this right here could be a lesson that's unfinished and could possibly not finish until we're both you know happily in our old age you know with our kids and seeing everything happen as a happy functioning family I never seen that and neither have her has her. Um, so that's probably another thing that, you know, our, our parents were both, you know, having their issues pretty much our entire life. So, I mean, and that's something that I don't want to see my kids have. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Well, it sounds like it's time now for, for a heartfelt 
fight with for your family. Yeah. And again, looking at, you know, you, you drew her in, right? So she's, she's mirroring to you some of your old issues from your past or your own internal things as well. She's a, she's a spiritual teacher in a lot of ways. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I attribute, I attribute my growth to where I am now to her. I mean, it's something that I mentioned, but I don't mention enough. I mean, she, she got me from a 22 year old, you know, immature guy. And she's, she, she's grew me to the person that I am now. Um, but I still have tons to learn, but I think it's not her time or not. She's already taught me everything that she can. And now it's up to me to parent myself. And that's where I'm at today. Beautiful. You're so wise. You're so wise. You are so loving um, and I just, I really, really support you. I really, really support you in choosing the high road in terms of truth and love and committing to whatever's for the highest good. And also knowing that, um, you know, for a family relationship to heal, both people have to take 100% responsibility for their 50%. Right. Right. And that's something that I've, I've been telling myself for the last month is I finally come to grips with taking responsibility for my 50%. Yeah. Beautiful. And to have an agreement with your partner that she does too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sending so much light to her and her healing and to you and to your family. And I really, you know, this could be a huge miracle and wake up call for her. You know, this could be the thing that helps her heal her heart and break down her walls and, and finally speak her truth. So I, I'm just holding this, you know, in the highest good for, for both of you. Thank you so much. I really acknowledge Andrew's level of self-honesty and responsibility. It was so inspiring to hear him talk about the challenges in his relationship from a vulnerable, not victim-y place. One of the first things I want to say is that I have so much compassion for the diagnosis his wife just received. Like I've said in past episodes, none of us really know why expectation hangovers like this occur. That said, I have seen a pattern of diagnoses like this being a huge wake-up call, an opportunity for deep healing and transformation. You know, coaching Andrew was a bit tricky here because, of course, it'd be reasonable to say your wife just got diagnosed with cancer. You have to stay and just be a man and show up. And I was also aware of how he shared that there were a lot of issues in the relationship before this happened. And I know this may sound hard to believe, but sometimes what is truly for the highest good is not always the most obvious or easiest choice. I'm not saying Andrew should leave his wife. I'm not saying there are any shoulds here at all. What I did coach him through was the distinction between having a spiritual perspective and spiritual bypass. Basically, we're back to love and truth. It's clear that he loves his wife and family. And the truth, as he shared it, is that he's working at having a growth mindset. And up until now, she's had more of a victim mindset. Now, of course, we've only heard his side of the story. However, since I really did not hear any blame or resentment, my sense is that what he shared is likely a fairly accurate description. But of course, again, it's only his side. So that's why my coaching to him was to love her, support her, hold space for her as she and the entire family processes this diagnosis and in time have a very heart to heart with her about how they plan to journey through this expectation hangover together. 
When there is something like a cancer diagnosis in a marriage or family, it not only affects the person with the diagnosis, it affects everyone. So it does require creating some very clear agreements about how everyone is going to process the situation, communicate with each other, and pursue healing. This brings me back to the conversation of love and truth. It is clear Andrew loves his wife, and the truth is they may be growing at different rates and in different directions. Does that mean the relationship should end? Well, again, I don't believe in shoulds, but what I do know is growing towards similar values is imperative to the longevity of a relationship. Sometimes two people may be growing at different speeds, but as long as they're both headed in the same direction, they're still on the same path. My hope for Andrew and his family is that he and his wife are growing on the same path. He just may be a few steps ahead. Perhaps this diagnosis will be a catalyst for her own personal journey, discovery, and healing on many levels. And remember, spirituality is not accepting and tolerating people treating us however they want to treat us. It's not about taking the high road no matter what. Love and truth go together. Self-honoring choices are often for the highest good of all, and that is the ultimate high road. And there really are not any situations in life that give you or anyone else a hall pass to treat people like crap. Yes, we have our hard days or go through our hard times when a little extra patience and tolerance is appreciated from our loved ones. However, consistently treating anyone in a non-loving way because you're sick or going through a breakup or stressed out or whatever is not love. So this is a loving nudge to look at how you may be showing up in a relationship and look at how you may be being treated in a relationship. Like I said, we all have our irritable or less than loving moments. I certainly do. But catch yourself and readjust. And if you are being talked to in a harsh or unloving way, you can say, look, I know you're stressed out. I know you've had a hard day. I know you have a lot on your mind. And I really want to hear what you're saying, but I don't appreciate the tone and the energy it's riding on. So can we just take a pause and can you try to speak to me a little differently? And here's my final reminder. We can love, encourage, support, and be an example for people, but we cannot save anyone else. That's really up to them. So some assignments for you. Maybe look back at all your romantic relationships and look at the lessons you've learned. How has every single person been a soulmate? Write it down so you can really, really see how much you've learned from your relationship journeys. And nurture your relationship with a higher power, whatever that is. You know, Andrew was really aware that deepening in his connection with his higher power was going to help him through this whole situation. And if it resonates with you, instead of actively trying to save or change someone, pray for them or keep them in your heart when you meditate or light a candle for them every day, just something that's intentional and devotional and really gives them back to God. And if there's a difficult conversation that you need to have or heart to heart, consider writing it down in a letter and either reading that letter out loud to the person or giving it to them. Sometimes when we try to have more difficult conversations, we lose what we want to say, we get a little triggered, we end up getting upset. So if we write a letter and get our thoughts down on paper and have time to edit it and reflect on it, sometimes that can make the conversation a bit easier and often more loving and less reactive. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. As always, I welcome your feedback. I love comments when you go and comment on christinehasser.com slash podcast. A special thank you to Andrew and all the great men who've been calling into the show. And much love and many blessings to all of you. Until next week. 
Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.